Welcome, everybody, to the Sykes Bottom Line Pharmacy Podcast. And today uh, we're going to be talking about the trade shows. And we just got done with a marathon of trade shows, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, I got back from, what, six or seven weeks on the road. And I literally felt like I had ran a marathon. Kendall, you know all about it. Bonnie, you know all about it. Y'all were there. Um, yeah, what, what some, did we uh, have? Seven? going to be a total of seven this year. Um, Is that what it was? Well, including the, okay, six trade shows, and there's four of the ownership workshops, and we have one trade show to go and um, one workshop left to go. So we're almost at, we can see the finish line, Scotty. And NCPA <laughs> is coming up. So we got a little break. We got NCPA coming up in October. We're speaking with PCCA uh, in August in Chicago. Um which is always good. Um, speaking of speaking, Bonnie, we spoke at Amerisource here just last week. Yeah. And I tell you, we had a full crowd, what, 230 people plus. Um, so kind of kind of touched on, well, first of all, the fundamentals of accounting, very important. We touched on a few tax topics, um, ended on um, some buy-sell considerations, which could be a whole class in and of itself. Um, yeah, I was worried because we we had a what an hour and a half time slot. Usually, it's about an hour or even forty five minutes. And so I was kind of like, you know, this is going to be tough to fill that hour and a half. And all of a sudden, they were flashing the ten minute card, and we still had slides to go. So it was a great group and lots of questions and um, interactive um, discussions. So that was awesome. And, and one of the takeaways from the speaking, I guess, would be. We got a lot of questions on DR fees, a lot of questions on the chart of accounts, how that needs to be set up, um, which there are some good questions, but there's, I think there's a little confusion out there with the chart yeah. of accounts here. Um, some were saying rebates should be against cost of goods. Some are saying it should be as other income. Uh, same with DR fees. DR fees should go against your sales or DR fees should be shown as an expense. A lot of uh, con contention there, I would even say, with how that's supposed to be reported. And I think the big takeaway that people were missing was it it doesn't matter how you're showing these uh, accounts. Your bottom line is gonna be the same. It's how you're analyzing these right. numbers. As long as they're accurate and you follow the the uh, the fundamentals as we touched on and on those engagement the speaking, but it's 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 the end of the day. The numbers are the same. It's just how are you analyzing these numbers? Whether you have these accounts in certain areas or not. Yeah, there's not a right or wrong answer, really. Right. It's just really how you want to look at it and how you want to compare it. Um, exactly. And how to see those percentages and the reasoning for what we do and how we show it is uh, for really reporting purposes to be able to see on our end how that pharmacy is operating and the percent of sales for DR fees and. Um, percent of sales for the rebate. So that's really the reason in there. But yeah, lots of discussion with that. Yeah. I know we're really familiar with the various ways to present it, but just to kind of recap a little bit for those on the podcast who wasn't there. Um, some are lumping rebates and then they're also lumping DIR fees. All of that's going against the cost of goods sold and it's all being lumped up. Some want the presentation to be different. One thing I always think is most pharmacies that I talk to, they don't have a line item on anywhere on their PL. Right, right. Exactly. They're not reporting it at all. So I think that's the first thing is if it's just not reported or if it's grouped with other accounts and you say, well, you know, the bottom line is going to be the same. So 
I just want to know what my net gross profit percentage is. That's an argument. I just, I just want to know that. I just want to know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then you think about it, it's like, okay, if you know your net, it's because your buying has slipped or is it because your DIR fees have increased or is it because your rebates have gone down? What is going on? So then you can't be actionable, even though the bottom line is the same. It's the shout out to the podcast. <laughs> even though the bottom line is the same, if it's not broken out, how can you make any decisions on what you're doing? So I think the one thing we can all agree on is that you need to have it listed on your PL somewhere. Um, exactly. Yeah. Got to have, yeah, got to have the fundamentals in there. And then from there, however you present it is kind of up to you and your unique situation. Um, but as long as you're pulling the information out of what those numbers are telling you, that's what you need to be able to understand. Not exactly where they are, but what do they tell me? As right. a pharmacy owner. Right. So that, that I, I don't want folks to get caught up in that because we, you know, we had a lot of questions on that. And um, so anyway, moving on here, I think we, um, we, we answered that pretty well when we were talking too as well. But, um, and Bonnie, we got a lot of good feedback on that talk. Uh, we also talked yeah. at Cardinal. Uh, we spoke there. We got a lot of questions on the ERC, employee retention tax credit, which we've already done a podcast on. Bottom line there is, Bottom line. Be careful. Bottom line there is uh, <laughs> it's going to be hard for a pharmacy to qualify. It's just going to be difficult. So you have to be very careful there. I think you uh, need to be to clear with when you say it's going to be hard for a pharmacy to qualify, Scotty. I think it's very possible that if you fill out the paperwork, you may qualify as far as they may give you the credit. It's The question is if somebody audits it later. Um, so. Well, yeah, don't feel like you're out of the woods because you fill out the paperwork and, and someone gives you the credit. Um, that's not what we're talking about. Um, I think if you fill the paperwork out and you send it in, there's a good chance you might get the money, but it's it's do you actually qualify truthfully? Um, and Based will on it the hold regulations up later? Yeah, and will the it law. hold up later. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that partial, the partial shutdown due to a government order, and again, OSHA, not a government order. CDC, not a government order. The supply chain issue is a stretch. So um, partial shutdown due to a government order is going to just be um, very difficult to, to uh, uh, make yourself qualify in, the, in that regard. Um, and it's very subjective. So just be careful there if you do come across uh, yeah. employee retention tax. And credit. just be careful with the people that are calling and knocking on your door trying to get to pushing you to do it. Um, they are really, you know, in it to, in it to win it, get their, their they, they want their 15, 25%. Yeah. 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 So, um, they're not going to tell you if you, you're the one that's going to sign it and say that you qualify. Um, mm -hmm. so just keep that in mind. And let's see what else we talked on DR fees this year at the apex show, um, had a presentation for about an hour on DR fees. Uh, what we're seeing there, uh, you know, DR fees continue to trend upwards for 2022. It seems like it was about 2.5% in 2020, 3.5% of revenue in 2021. It looks like we're creeping up to 4.5% of revenue in 2022 here. So, um, you know, a lot of pharmacies, I guess, Kendall, is we, they don't know where they stand as a percent of revenue for DR fees. And that goes back to your point you were making earlier, but you need to know these percentages because it's going to open up a whole can of, of questions on why you are or are not um, where performing where you should be in terms of DR fees. I mean, you may be above average, 
And as long as you know why you're above average, you know, that that's that. But if, if you're above average and you have no idea why you're above average, I mean, that opens up a can of questions. Hey, what can I do to get at average or below average? What can I be doing differently? What areas of DR fees can I control? Right. Um, yeah. And you could tell um, when you said the words or the letters D-I-R, most of the pharmacists, they were just. <laughs> <laughs> they were sighs. Their heads were hanging. Yeah. They were sighs. Their heads were hanging low. So it's impacting the pharmacists, uh, the pharmacies that we work with. And then also just, you know, just being at the trade show, see it, we can see the impact. So at the very least to know how it's impacting you, if you're, if you kind of got your head in the sand, and don't know, ah, it's going to be hard to really make wise decisions on your business, not knowing what the trends are as far as how right. your DRFs are being treated. It's becoming a very serious hot topic. And I mean, when you don't want to bring up, but you have to. So Yeah. And we definitely see it in the numbers, guys. I mean, they're, there's not a whole lot you can do, but there are some things you can do to keep it down as far as you can. I mean, because we in looking at the clients that we work with, I mean, you can see the ones that don't do anything like you talk about, just put your head down and just hope for the best versus those that are doing some things to, to do what they can to decrease those. And it makes a difference. It's still terrible. It's still a lot of money, but it makes a difference. So it does. It does. Cause 1% of your revenue is a quite a bit of money. And mm -hmm. If you can invest and uh, invest time and effort into maybe getting a 1% reduction in DR fees, no matter what you have to do, whether it's cutting out these scripts that you're losing on that maybe you did not know you were losing on or, or whatever it may be, um, that's going to be a lot of money for you and your pharmacy. Yeah. Um, Cause it is now the third largest expense in a pharmacy is your DR fees, which then leads into another topic we touched on. Uh, and, and, and kind of a trend in the trade show uh, takeaway here is, is the revenue mix, diversifying that yes. top line revenue to expand that gross margin and weed out that PBM and those DR fees. Um, so we're seeing a lot of hot conversation on expanding revenue mix. And as a matter of fact, you can't just fill scripts anymore. You have to find, and we were saying this in our talks, Bonnie, we have to find, or a pharmacy has to find in their community a niche uh, yep. revenue source, uh, whether it's cash base, OTC, pet meds, compounding, long-term care, whatever it is, they have to go out there and find something in their communities that can fit um, their need, their the needs of their patients and so on to grow that top line. Yeah, and that's actually one of the things that we were discussing as far as brainstorming for more um, opportunities for this podcast is bringing on some clients that do just that and yeah. let them tell us about the different things they do to diversify their revenue. Um, so we've got some exciting things hopefully to come um, with some people talking about uh, those things that they do in their community that works for them. Um, but you definitely have to get out there and figure out what that is and do something other than fill scripts in your community for sure. Yeah. And I always imagine like if filling scripts can kind of keep your business afloat, it could be the, you know, the bread and butter of your business. It can at least get you to the break even point. Right. Then if you have something that you're doing, like you said, pet meds or some nutraceuticals uh, or things of that nature to have a large gross profit margin on top of it. So your business has gotten to the break even. Then every single time you sell something, and let's say if the gross margin is 50%, that's going straight to your that's right. bottom, bottom line. line. <laughs> so some people might think, well, this is such a small portion of my revenue in total. 
But if the gross profit margin is so much higher and you're just breaking even, if you're one of the pharmacies that have just breaking even, and you can get an extra 100000 let's say, in revenue or something with a 50% margin, that's 50%. Fifty grand, yeah. Going straight, straight and most of the times, Kendall, those things don't have DRR fees, so you don't have to worry about that. They're using exactly. cash. Um, cash. And it's, it, High it margin. truly is straight to the bottom line. So it's a good and, point. And, you know, and just filling scripts, you know, you should be able to get to a 3% bottom line plus. So 3 to 7% bottom line just filling prescriptions. So this is, uh, you know, the diver diversified revenue mix is going to just, you know, add to that, obviously add to that bottom line. But, um, you know, if you're running your pharmacy very efficiently, you're using the technology solutions out there, payrolls lean, you are managing DR fees. I mean, you should be in a 3% plus bottom line. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't be break even. That's not a benchmark. Benchmark would be that three to seven percent. So, um, but you know the the whole thing here is just getting away from these DR fees, you know, and serving your patients better. Um, because as we've seen at these trade shows, pharmacies are becoming that healthcare center, the wellness centers in their community. You know, access to reliable providers is harder and harder. I mean, yep. pharmacies are in a great opportunity. It's an exciting time to be a pharmacist. It's a difficult time to be a pharmacist owner, but because you're not just filling these scripts anymore. Um, you have to have a passion for kind of going outside that box. Yep, for sure. And um, and you said uh, like a healthcare provider. Well, you're being a provider more than just filling scripts. I was eating lunch and I ended up talking to a gentleman beside me, and he was um he's thinking about getting out of pharmacy. That's he was trying to figure out how can I get out. He's getting older, ready to retire. But even for someone who maybe previously was satisfied with filling scripts, he said that people are coming to him asking for different kind of. Uh, vaccinations, asking mm -hmm. for what he does for the flu, asking what he does for COVID. So now, even if you would like to just fill scripts, or you feel like you could survive just filling scripts, but most pharmacies can't, now the community is coming to you and asking you for those things. And I bet that uh, more and more pharmacies are going to see that, that uh, the client, the community is going to be dissatisfied. That's a good point. I mean, you may not be a choice anymore. I mean, if people want it, you're going to have to provide it. Or they're going yep. to go somewhere else. So um, we may be past the point of it being something that you choose to do. It may be something that you're kind of forced to, to do as an independent pharmacist. So it's a good point. But it is exciting. It's good stuff. For so, sure. I mean, come on. I mean, you're, if your pharmacy owner out there is take care of your community, take care of your patients. This is what it's all about. That's what you got to do. So I think legislatively, pharmacists have more authority to do those things than that. So. Things have changed recently, especially with the um, with the COVID. So it's opened a whole new door. Right, exciting, definitely exciting thing. Yeah, guys. The other thing I noticed a lot, obviously, at all the shows, was the technology, like we always see, but still hot out there. All the different um, robots and different other um, technology advancements with all the different equipment that's out there. Um, I think we. Um, one thing that I thought was good news is um, everyone, all the vendors I spoke with all seem to feel like that, um, different from last year, that they're about six to eight weeks out when you order at this point um, is what they're telling us. So um, if you're looking to make any kind of purchases to help you um, with tax mitigation for the year, it looks like that those things still can be ordered and put in place before the end of the year. Technology is huge. As payroll continues to creep up. Yep. 
you're asking more of your staff to do more of these other ancillary revenue uh, clinical services, whatever, whatever it is, you know, you need that technology behind the bench there. You need to be able to maximize what's going on there behind the bench and technology is key, key to doing that. Um, so, and like you said, Bonnie, depreciation rules are still liberal, 100% write-off, generally speaking, uh, for 2022 here. So, uh, those tax planning tools are still there. So what Let's I enjoyed the most here. about the uh, trade show, guys, is obviously um, meeting all these new people, but it was also great to see all of our clients. Oh, so that's I thought you were going to say the food. The food was pretty good. I got to say, I don't think I really had anything I disliked at either of the shows. Wait, it was pretty good. I had someone <laughs> to start with. I had to get some kind of express. Yeah, yeah. Though, um, the food was really good. Especially with the unlimited um, coffee is nice. I do love the unlimited coffee. Yeah. AmeriSource, um, the show this year was six hours, six hour blocks. So that was a long show. So yeah, the coffee was definitely needed at that yep. show. <laughs> they had cheese and dip and in between too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We get you through. Yeah. They wouldn't give you Pepsi though, unless it was like a designated. They fate and say that was and then um, they, the guy grudgingly gave me a Pepsi. But other than that. Uh, Those pharmacists, man, they, they, these groups know how to feed you because we do the CPA conferences. And sometimes it's like, get me out of here. Where's the nearest, <laughs> where's the nearest burger? Please. Yeah, they so, definitely keep people fed. That's for sure. With snacks and right. with lunches and dinners. Breakfast. And. And we get to mingle with our current clients because yes. we saw a lot of them while we we're eating those delicious lunches. Yeah. Um, Kendall, I believe you got a bunch of pictures. Yeah, so we could talk about just the importance of meeting our clients. And for those who couldn't make it to um, Thoughts 5 or Admin Trade Show, just kind of put a little, little small video. That's a big part of what we do is, you know, we don't see our clients in person. We see them virtually all year long, but we don't see them in person. We don't go to offices. We don't visit the pharmacies most of the time. So it's so great to come to these trade shows and be able to to see our clients in person and talk with them and their families. Um, such a good time. So we've enjoyed that over the last few months. Yeah, one a couple of times people have come up to me and like, so how does this even work working virtually with an accountant? And I asked, well, how often do you actually see your CPA face to face? And I was like, well, maybe once a year. Besides that, we do everything over the phone. Right. I was like, it's kind of the same with us. We see a lot of our clients at the trade shows. We get to catch up. Yep. But virtually on um, web calls, we can meet monthly if they like, show their financials and still talk to them. But it is it, it was nice to see a lot of familiar faces. And a lot of people just really happy to send their love to the rest of the Sykes team who was still home. Yeah, and the vendors yep. the same way. I mean, it's so great to go into the trade shows and speak with these vendors on all different topics, on all different um, things that they're selling and things that are out there and learning about all the new technology and um, advancements. Um, so it's just super great to go to these shows if you're not doing that already and we definitely encourage everyone to do that and if you haven't um, hit a trade show this year definitely um, there's one more left um, in CPA the big one at the end of the year in October 
um, definitely look at Kansas City, I believe. Is that what it is, guys? Um, KC. Coming up in early October 1st. Yeah. So it's definitely worth it to go and just to walk that trade show floor um, to see things that you could do with your pharmacy. Um, they were trying to be humble when they said it was just a, you know, not that many people there. So these, if you see any empty seats, they were full about five minutes into the presentation. And then they started adding rows. And then people started sitting on the floor. And then people started laying on the floor. <laughs> they weren't um, asleep, were they? The ones that were laying No, right no, 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 they weren't asleep. Good. I thought I was at Disney. People <laughs> waiting in line to get in. So Well, I didn't see anybody leave, so that's generally a good thing. So I didn't I didn't see anybody leave. I didn't see anybody fall asleep. So, you know, accounting yeah. is you know, it's not the you know, the most exciting topic. So And it was eight thirty in the morning too. So I was a little concerned. But people seemed to be they had their coffee. They were in they were interested. There's the team. But yeah, we got great clients. It's always wonderful to see them. You know, we, we love those relationships we have with our clients. Yeah, we, so great. we do our best to take good care of them. And um, if we didn't see you out on a trade show, make sure you get out there because these trade shows are invaluable in terms of networking, seeing us, of course, and um, just learning what's new and different out in the industry. Well, um, again, the trade shows, like we said, are so important. I'm going to do a quick plug for the NCPA ownership workshop that's going to be right before the NCPA show in October. So I believe it's that weekend, that September 30th, um, October 1st weekend. Um, if you're looking at purchasing a store um, or doing a startup, um, definitely look up, look into signing up for that workshop. We'll be speaking there that weekend. Um, just a, a full weekend full of um, compact from, you know, the whole um, nuts and bolts of, of buying and purchasing a store, doing a startup. Yes. Worth every penny. A must do if you're buying a buying or starting a pharmacy. Yeah. And I would always say that for anyone who doesn't see the need to um, travel, one pharmacist that I spoke to, it's, like, it's not that he necessarily learned a lot of new things. But he was able to just get away from the bench yeah, and really think about his business and think about what he was doing and see things from like a thousand foot level. So now he kind of gives him that, that second wind to go back and make the changes he knows he needs to make. Whereas if he was just at the bench filling scripts. He and it's the networking too with the other pharmacists. So they're all together. They're all talking about. They're all going know. through the same challenges. Yeah. You know, you, you go out there because you're stuck behind the bench. You kind of think, feel like you're in a silo, but then you get out there. And you realize everybody else is, you know, trying to do the same things and, and so on. So yeah, trade shows are, are vital um, opportunities for pharmacies would be my bottom line there, Kendall. Yep. Well, good. I hope, um, I hope this has been pretty good. I think we covered a lot here and yeah. um, I'm sure future episodes, we're going to have a few of our clients on here to kind of, um, get into that diversified revenue we talked about yeah, um, and sure. so on. So, um, but appreciate everybody listening in. And if you have questions, comments, please uh, go to ask Sykes at Sykes uh, hyphen, ask Sykes at Sykes hyphen CPA.com. And we'll do our best to answer your email or um, reach out to us on our website. You can schedule a call anytime. So happy to help any way we can. And again, we appreciate um, everybody listening in and we'll see you at the next trade show. 
Hey. Hi. Your paychecks, check. Your QuickBooks, check. Your checks, yes. 